Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Standby lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. Twice the weird. And I don't know how to end that. Um, we are... <laughs> We're back for our 49th episode of this podcast. That's insane. Isn't that nuts? I'm not ready for next week because <laughs> I just, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, and if you haven't, uh, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, which if you jumped to 50, thanks for being weird. Uh, my <laughs> name is Tyler. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and we, uh, I, I don't know, I, I feel so honored and also kind of like taken aback by by this week's episode and this week's guest yeah well it was it it, you know we started this podcast uh interviewing our friends and then tyler got bold and decided just to start emailing uh actors that he likes and we've talked to a lot of them and um uh we just kind of really branched out and we've had some amazing guests but we always have said from the beginning we just want to talk to people who are who are doing this and trying to make it work and and whatever and and um uh, a UK based actor, Alexander Clark reached out to us via Instagram and said, we'd love, I'd love to talk to you guys. And, um, so we, we've had a lovely chat with him. Um, and it was just nice to kind of hear what it's like for, for, you know, someone who's kind of doing the daily grind and, and getting it done. And, um, so yes, please enjoy, uh, our, our conversation with Alex. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, I'm Alexander Clark. I'm 29. I'm an actor and writer based in Doncaster, South Yorkshire, England. And I basically, that's what I do for a job. I act and I also write. (laughs) What kind of stuff do you write? At the moment, I'm currently writing a feature film and three shorts. So I'm new to writing. I started... I actually started doing writing during lockdown uh, because of obviously COVID. It's made it harder to be able to see the find active work. So I was like, I need another avenue. There's still in this industry that I could sort of be creative with. So I thought, yeah, I'll, get, I'll try my hand at writing. Nice. Yeah, it's you need to do more than just one thing now to, to make it in any facet of the industry. <laughs> what, I mean, what got you, uh, what got you started in, in the arts in the first place or, or garnering interest in becoming an actor uh, initially before you became a writer? What was, what was the mm. origin point? If you can go back to that. Yeah. Um, when I was about seven years old, uh, my parents actually took me to see a local fair production here in Doncaster. And I, I don't know what it was. It just sort of resonated with me. Like I, I, I just, I love the lights. I love seeing the stage, seeing the characters and from then I was kind of hooked <laughs> uh, <laughs> to their dismay. I was hooked and I've been trying to pursue it ever since. I started uh, going to like a, like a Saturday um, amateur dramatics uh, club uh, here in Doncaster. Then I went to a place called Starship Theatre Academy, did more um, theatre, well, more theatre there. Uh, came back to the same place that I first started, which is called, um, well, at the time it was called DLT or Doncaster Little Theatre. It's um, 
and I've done, I've, I've done some stuff there re, like in the in the past couple of years, but from there I sort of it's sort of how do I even describe it? It just pushed me into that sort of mm-hmm. direction, like uh, and I started like uh, I trained at Standby Method Acting Studios, which is based in Sheffield, which is professional acting training, uh, working around Stanislavski in the Method, um, in Strasbourg, and then I went from there to where I am currently, which is called Act Up North, which is based in Leeds. And that's uh, run by a guy called Peter Hunt, who, if anyone based in the UK will know the show Hollyoaks. I don't know if you've heard about it. I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you get it actually over in the States. Um, yeah. It's a TV show and he does the casting for it. So oh, nice. I'm, I'm lucky to actually, yeah. Uh, I've, I've met him. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> is he like a? Is it a um uh a purely acting school that he runs, or yeah. is it like just purely classes acting. and okay? It's cool. it's classes, but it's a, it's basically it's all acting. Got it. Uh, got it. Uh, scripts analysis, scene work, TV and film. Um, yeah, he 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 sort of generally works around that area, and we actually were lucky enough recently to have. A, an agent come in actually just to to get their side of the uh, sort of get their side of the coin to be able to see mm-hmm. exactly like how how they operate how they actually look for talent mm. uh, what's the best way of actually getting in touch with them so what it was it gave us some some pretty decent tips on sort of like ways that we can sort of approach them because obviously like the the etiquette when approaching an agent differs from place to place and agent mm-hmm. to agent so it was sort of nice to sort of be able to see their intake on it mm-hmm. so are you, you focusing mostly on theater or film uh at the moment film okay uh, i i haven't done any theater since roughly 20 yeah about 2016 2017 okay so it's been it's been a while now i would love to do some theater <laughs> but it's uh it's just Find, find the fair work obviously with COVID at the moment theatres have only just started to reopen yeah. in the UK so but I've seen I've seen a couple of castings for theatre recently but not none that are actually in my age range so I haven't been able to go for them what what attracts you more to to film than th- I mean obviously with COVID um you know being a thing theatre is very limited but what attracts you to, to film rather than theater as far as why you're uh, you know so focused on, on film at the moment? I think I think I, I never actually asking us asking me that question actually is quite good because I never, never really thought about it in that sort of what what sort of why I gravitate towards it. I think it's mainly because I love film. Uh, I love watching film, I love experiencing going to the cinema and being able to sort of like be immersed in that. I mean, with theatre, it's very, very immersive because you've actually got the audience there. With film, you've got to think more. I feel you've got to think a lot more outside the box. You've got to, in a way, you've you've got to be a lot more sort of self-aware as well because with theatre, you, you, you've got to use a lot more bigger gestations, bigger gestures. With film, everything is minute and really down to the point. And I think that's something that sort of I'm starting to enjoy more about film. And it, I, th- I feel it's sort of, I feel more exposed doing film than I do do theatre. 
because I kind of have to, like, I hate watching myself back. I really do. <laughs> I really, really do. But I kind of force myself to do it because I'm like, okay, well, I need to work on that bit. And he said, okay, well, this this is a bit too big. Okay, well, that's... And it, it gives me a chance to sort of, like, see it from an outside perspective and sort of be like, okay, well, I need to tone that down. I need to work on that. That worked, but that didn't. I wasn't really feeling it there. And... Like you look at like all the like the greats like Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman, people like that. With film, it's all in the eyes. The eyes are the window to the soul. And I feel you can really get your point across in film without really having to say what your point is in the first place. Whilst I love theatre and I always will, but with theatre, it's sort of, it's cut and dry, it's there. Whilst with film, it gives the audience sort of a, not just the audience, the actors as well, a chance to really sort of investigate a little bit deeper into the character, redevelop the character. So I, 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 I feel that's the reasons why I just, I, I love it. I mean, yeah. I would love to do more theatre at some point, but I'm kind of, I don't know, I, I think I've sort of found what what I enjoy most. Mm. What, uh, what are... Um some experiences you've had in film or, or what are some roles you've had that um, kind of maybe established that, that fondness for you? Um, there was a short film that I did called one, which mm-hmm. was, I play, I do tend to play quite damaged characters. I'll be honest, <laughs> <laughs> quite damaged and quite deranged, um, which I, I've, I am trying to get away from a little bit recently, but like this particular character was, um, he was just very, very messed up. And it was all the art, it was all in the eyes. It was, he just had, it's been on film, I think not just with the script, but just from the camera work as well. It it really kind of showed through like how someone can change a little drop of a hat. And um, I don't know if you're aware of it, you know, the, uh, the fav- famous uh, cubic stare that you see in like The Shining, you see in all of most of his films, it's getting to do that on film (laughs) was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Not gonna lie. (laughs) Almost puts you in a trance, right? After doing that for a couple of takes. (laughs) Doing that for a couple of takes. Yeah, you really sort of sit down and be like, Okay, I'm not actually this. I'm not yeah. like this. <laughs> uh, don't be people, crew, cast. I'm not really like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice person, really. <laughs> so as far as um, your, your writing goes, like obviously, I mean, you mentioned Dustin Hoffman and and Kubrick and all these these huge cinematic, you know, sort of monolithic figures. Is is that sort of the style you go for as far as your your acting and your writing going back to you know, sort of like classic, but also postmodern storytelling, or is that just um, something you kind of you you try to separate from? I, I'll be honest. In terms of the writing, I'm still finding it. Yeah, like I'm still sort of finding what style that like, sort of suits me best. I mean, I mean, I'm me because I'm actually dyslexic, so writing is um, mm. obviously spelling is very very difficult, but it makes me really sort of appreciate it more. So I sort of go for more of a, uh, I, I, I write the way that I talk, which is, and I feel that's the way that characters should be written. 
Yeah. Because having it having it sort of structured in a very certain way, I I think just makes it very robotic and just sort of like it's not natural. Like I'm pausing right now in my speech. Uh, like there's a lot of gestures that I'm doing. Like sort of building building a script sort of based around like just me myself. Like how I. I, how I would be just no no acting no gimmicks or anything like that so, I, so yeah I, that's how I sort of write I mean I'm writing a um a show at the moment called Hackivists which is um especially with all the fake news going around at the moment so I'm sorry to get political um but yeah <laughs> a lot of the fake news going around at the moment both well in England and overseas it's sort of like, it gave me this sort of idea of like, hmm, what if the British government were really hiding something? What if like, it wasn't just these conspiracy theories that, that everyone sort of shuns away. It's something kind of a lot more dark. Like, and so it gave me the idea for the hackivist, which is based around three, um, three hackers, three white hat hackers, I should say, that are actually, they're good. They're not they're mm. the type of guys who will break into your, like your phone or your printer, just to say, dude, your your security is crap. Sort it out. <laughs> oh, I'm interesting. Nice. <laughs> if I wanted to, I could say call you information, but I'm not going to. And it's basically how these three um, uncover a um, a government conspiracy, hmm. and it's how they sort of go about exposing it in a in a world where the world is full of fake news. Hmm. So even if they go about it, the the normal routes everyone's gonna go well that's not real that's fake that's fake news that's yeah. that's that's false that's a conspiracy theory that's that's not true that's this that and the other so they have to sort of find different ways to be able to really get people on their side and i, th- I think it talks volumes especially with, with what with the world it is as it is right now yeah like you don't really know who to trust you don't know really who to follow and so it's it's sort of wading through the crap and finding the gold in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have um, like interests in computer science and and stuff like like it's you know I would never I'm not a I'm not a film or TV writer at all but like I don't think I could even approach trying to write something like that because I wouldn't even know how to hack a computer like is it something that you i i won't ask if you're a hacker because clearly i don't know no no i'm not i'm not i'm not i don't know like i'm I'm always curious to hear like what is it in your life that kind of uh uh, you're that you're taking you know or or do you have a hobby like do you that gives you that information to be able to write or is it kind of just like this is how i think it goes i'm just going to create this whole fabrication um, i'll be honest it's a bit of both i mean yeah. i do i do love computers i love technology uh my day job i work for uh, british telecommunication i work for bt hmm. i'm a false advisor so i i, I work with bt uh, with broadband landline so it's sort of it's 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 come from that but a funny story actually is that when I was at university for the one year that I was, uh, my housemate actually was studying computer science and uh, took it upon himself to hack into uh, my other housemate's laptop from his bedroom. <laughs> and it was just, and he just did it just nonchalantly, just like, well, 
this is what I'm learning at university. This is what I'm learning to do, basically, <laughs> and how powerful I can be. Uh, no, but it was funny because he was doing it whilst my my actual housemate was on his laptop. So he actually just he was able to get get um, access to the actual screen and started writing stuff. <laughs> was there like uh, he took control of the camera? Like wow! And yeah, it was it, it, it was it was funny, but at the same time, it was very eye opening and very sort of like hmm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we need to think a little bit more about our security and maybe not have our devices turned on when he's at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a yeah but like like going back to your question i think yeah it is both because like everyone everyone like looks at like these sort of like there's quite a few films where like hacking's involved and like and how sort of unrealistic it really is how people think oh you can just hack into something like really really quickly you can't uh, i've done quite a bit of research on this and it can take quite a while for you to actually learn like the coding of it and all that sort of stuff and I, I sort of want to bring that into the short film like so I make it a little bit more humorous about it as well sort of like how how the how the how the big Hollywood films sort of get it wrong in a way mm-hmm. like, so yeah cool <laughs> Now we're all tempted to shut down our computers. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, now I get oh, yeah. why you and Patrice have the little cover over your cameras. Oh yeah, my my little <laughs> sticky note's gonna do a lot of a lot of damage control. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who's watching? Yeah, exactly. Like, who <laughs> who's who's tuning in? So <laughs> I, that that sounds like an awesome short film, and I, I mean you. You have something there that could also kind of equate to a feature as well from what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So uh, the feature film you're writing off to tell us, you know, exactly what it is, but is it along the same sort of genre or are you kind of spanning off into, no. into something else? It's completely different. Okay. It's um, the, the basis for my, for my feature, which I've, I'm, I've been writing for the best part of like three, three years now, three and a half years. Um, it's based around a friend of mine who unfortunately took her life mm. uh, quite a few years ago. And she was, a, she, was a, she was a good friend of mine, but I'd lost contact with her. And it's called The Laughing Girl because she literally was always smiling. She was always laughing. There was no indication that she was, she suffered from a sort of anxiety or depression. Um, and both her family, both her parents worked in the mental health like sort of sector in the UK and they had no idea, but she, um, she suffered from severe depression, anxiety, and she uh, took her own life. And it's sort of a homage to her, but it's not all doom and gloom because of it's the basis of it is like the, the lead character um, who works at a pet store meets a guy who uh, just, he comes in actually with his girlfriend and it's sort of how two people need to meet each other at the right time. But at the same time, it's completely the wrong time for one of them. Um, and it's sort of spirals on sort of how they, um, how they build a relationship and uh, how they actually sort of, they, they learn from one another. It's sort, of, it's sort of like, it's, it's not just taking in surroundings, but it's sort of like learning how like one person can really sort of, influence your life in a positive or negative way and uh 
yeah it's there's it's there's still a lot that i'm working on it so i, I um i can't reveal too much but like yes yeah. there's still stuff that yeah i'm sort of toying around with the ideas of for that feature cool. wow and incredibly personal you know yeah i'm sure that helps with the the dedication of writing it after three mm-hmm. years especially yeah for, for years it's still on the first draft <laughs> wow i want to because i really want to make because i'm the, the issue that I have and I'm really trying to push away from it is that I am kind of a perfectionist. So like when I put my mind something, I'm like, I, 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 I'm like, Oh, well, that would really work. Well, does this like, does this really like resonate? Does it like, so yeah, I just sort of go back and forth with a lot of things and sort of think, Hmm, you might, I might need to change it up a little bit. I might need to do this. I might need to do that. And it is because like, I want to do the best that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Like, so like I've, I've got quite a lot of like, um, like script writing books. And I'm sort of like, um, cause obviously, like I say, I, I am primarily an actor. So it's, it's sort of not look, like taking the actor side out of it because from an actor's perspective, I, I, I know what a good script is, but from a writer's perspective, it's figuring out the balance between a good script, a good story, and being able to really present that in the uh, mm-hmm. in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. It can't be. <laughs> Speaking as a writer who's been doing this for I don't know six years, just trying to write it never gets easier so just <laughs> just take take comfort in that and going all right this draft is probably not going to be great but if i can finish it i can start on the second draft and just keep like modifying mm-hmm. it and molding it so yeah it hats off to you for for continuing to to work on it because there's so many people i've met who will start one it'll be sitting there for two years and then they'll never touch it again i said why well, I, mm-hmm. I i tried but i couldn't get it to work now just keep keep forging ahead and yeah I'm, I'm 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 very much that british saying you sort of keep calm and carry on just yeah. really mm-hmm. just yeah really just smash try and smash it out of the park really just yeah. try and go for it <laughs> like if you fall down might as well just try it again and get back yeah. like it's the same it's the same with with acting like if you have a like because in this industry rejection is 99 percent of the time for every one yes there's a there's a thousand no's so it's it's sort of it's yeah it's sort of picking yourself up and go well that didn't work for me so let's try this that's really sort of like it's 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 something that i am learning like as i go on not just with acting but with like with with writing as well is it sort of trying not to be too harsh on yourself because you do we do tend to do that especially with covid and like it's it's difficult but yeah you just gotta sort of grit your teeth and just push through it yeah um i do want to talk about kind of what you were saying before we started recording um but you know uh you mentioned how you have a a full-time job that you do that isn't acting right now um and you Mm -hmm. come from a working class background what is it been like for you to try to pursue this career that you love while having to work in a job just to survive and and what are some of the things you've done to to get to where you are and and you know try to propel yourself forward 
Well, one thing I'd say is being vigilant mm-hmm. and really just trying to push forward. Like, I, like I, I finished work uh, what time was it now? I finished work at quarter past five. And so I had literally had a bit of downtime and then uh, came to see you two lovely people. Um, but not normally what I do is uh, anti-fash, probably shouldn't admit this because I would get in trouble for this. Uh, but even when, even when I'm at work, like I'm, I'm trying to look for like the next job, look for the next acting work. Like, like if I'm on my breaks, I, I'm not really doing, I'm not really doing much like in terms of like just sitting about doing nothing. I'm more, I'm on, I'm on my phone, literally on a casting website called Mandy. I'm looking at everything that sort of fits my brief. Um, looking, looking at new writing ideas. I'm sort of looking through uh, like some of the acting groups on Facebook, uh, just trying to find just trying to find my, my, my next uh, my next part the next part that would suit me um working a full-time job it it does make it extremely difficult because unlike with a part-time job or zero or what they call in england a zero hour contract job you you don't have that flex, flexibility where you can turn around and be like oh i've got an audition spot okay i can book tomorrow off of work yeah. you don't have that you you sort of you have to you have to get creative so it sort of it does sort of make me have to use those muscles a little bit more so i like i like uh we were talking before we started recording that i've got an audition on uh thursday like so i i literally had to, I, i've i know what time i need that need to be down in london because i live roughly two hours away from london wow. um so i'm like okay well i need to get these tickets done so literally on my break, I got the tickets. I'm like, okay, well, I, so it's 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 come from trial and error because I, it's made me actually sort of have to sit back and go, well, I need to be a lot more organised. I need to really look at this. And if I want to do this as a career, I really need to sort of like get the money from my day job, put that to the back of my head and say, okay, well, this money is now going to this. My money's now going to new headshots. It now needs to go to showreel. Because uh, I, I, I know I need, I need to get a new showreel because I haven't updated my showreel in three years. So I'm currently in talks with a couple of people trying to find scene partners. Um, I'm also trying to find companies that I can get, that I can approach sort of like, like, okay, well, I need to get a showreel done. And I was at one point looking to actually just get some of the stuff that I've got re-edited and put into showreel but looking back at some of the stuff that i done like it i could put it into a showreel but there the stuff that i've got for this film wise is is still it's too long mm-hmm. for a showreel so it's it, and if i cut it if i cut certain certain points out it you lose what's in the scene i feel like just like looking at my own performance so it's like i I'm now like sort of going, okay, well, I need someone who can write a show real scene. Like, so it is to answer your question in the long winded way that I often do. Um, yeah, it's just finding ways around it, finding ways around the obstacles and just sort of trying not to lose hope because people do think that having a, a day job as an actor is a death sentence. It doesn't have to be. 
if you actually sort of you actually you, you can sort of pull yourself up by your trousers and just be like, oh, I need to find a way to stay creative. I need to find a way of keeping my mind focused on where I want to be, where I want to go. Uh, I, I find myself today at work. I was like, I, 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 I need to be in acting. I need to be surrounded by acting. I need to do it. Or I'm going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I just sort of had to tell myself, oh, I, I, this is, it's, it's not a, it's not a sprint. It is a marathon. And it's just finding like a way of keeping energized during that marathon, not losing stamina. Yeah, it, this most of this is just sacrifice, right? But it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be bright side of COVID. I'm not sure how to, in, in the UK, are you able to send in self-tapes? Or are they now just yeah. kind of... Yeah, okay. uh, well, the audition that I've got on um, Thursday, that's in the that's the first in-person audition that I've done okay. in a while because everything has been self-taped just due to the COVID-19 restrictions and guidelines. Yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, compared to you know three or four years ago when you had to essentially fake an illness for two to three days at work before you eventually call <laughs> I out ha- to I go have to done an that. audition <laughs> yeah okay it's tuesday auditions on thursday if i pretend like i'm feeling a little yellow today bring it up the day after that then i can really sell calling out on thursday so i honestly i think we're in the we're in the right space man to be yeah. able to work full-time i mean i work at unfortunately i work at uh, at a bar in the service industry but it's still you know you still have a full-time job and full-time income and you're able to send in self-tape so it's mm-hmm. it's uh i'm glad that it's become less of a burden to you know have to either work in the service industry or work in an office when you can send in stuff but i i totally get it when you're sitting there god if this was a scene i'd be more interested in it you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no the, the amount of times that i've been sat at my desk i'm like Hmm, someone could really film something pretty good here. Hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, like, it is it is a it is a very beautiful office. But like, yeah, I've a <laughs> funny story about obviously calling sick uh, <laughs> for work, especially around my career, is that I had to, I was doing sort of like a um a promo for a mental health um film, and I was working at McDonald's at the time which I worked for, I worked there for a couple of years. And uh, they, they, I think they got sick of me at this point <laughs> because like the amount of times that I had pulled like the whole, oh, I'm sick, I can't come into work thing. Uh, but this particular time I did it and then they rang me whilst I was on set to, to follow up and be like, are you really sick? And so I've got a director here. I've got a camera guy here. And they stopped, they, they actually stopped the scene. And I was there on the phone going, yeah, I, I really am sick. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I've got, I've got diarrhea and I've been sick. I've, I've been up since 5am. The whole, the whole, the whole nine yards. And I've got the director just there like, I like that. Can you try doing it like this? Like, and I was just like, you could talk to them if you want. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, oh, but it, man. Yeah, hey, at least it was McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are those are my favorite stories. I feel like we <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like acting. You're just going to survival mode and you're an Academy Award winner for about 30 seconds during a phone call. <laughs> yeah, it works, really, it works really well. The best acting in my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I was curious about that, especially, I mean, with the job you have now, I'm sure it's a little harder to call out, but, you know, without some sort of um, penance for it, but I'm sure you, you have your, your methods to the madness. Oh, I have my methods and they are <laughs> certainly, they are certainly mad, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough not had to, um, I've not had to do anything yet mm. with the uh, job that I currently work at, but it's, it's sort of with the auditions that I'm, I'm still, I'm obviously, like I say, I'm always, I'm always looking for, for work. I'm always hungry to work. So it's just that it's just finding those auditions because I'm, I'm, I'm in probably one of the one of the toughest like age groups, age ranges um, for work, uh, which is eighteen to thirty. Yeah. Because um, so yeah, because I'm I'm twenty nine, but I can I can play quite quite younger, which is good. Um, but yeah, especially in the UK, it's it's one of the the toughest um, age. Just ranges because there's be a lot of competition. Was... Oh yeah, there's a okay. yeah, there's a lot of competition. I got a good friend of mine. Um, that I was, that was the same person I was meant to do the podcast with. Um, he's in the same category, and he says time and time again, like, there's for every one of us, there's a million, yeah. or for what, every one of us, there's a hundred million. Like, it's it's just just worldwide. Like, everyone wants the everyone everyone wants to cast the uh, the eighteen to thirty year old when it comes to most most things like uh, a, lot, a lot a lot of the teenagers you look at that are in um a lot of netflix series they're mid to late 20s but yeah. they're playing teenagers like yeah <laughs> and, and so yeah it's just... so i feel i feel about the teenagers <laughs> uh, yeah yeah Cause I've, cause I've that, that is isn't that funky like, uh... I don't know. They they want a sexy teenage Netflix show. So there's a guy who's clearly 28 and just shaved his chest hair. Yeah, and he's <laughs> he's the romantic interest. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, we're we're in the same we're the same age, man. And yeah, it's even the the US. It's it's getting tougher and tougher. Unless you mm. and also throwing in the social media aspect. Unless you have twenty thousand mm. or so followers on Instagram and you know half a million on TikTok, no one's gonna look at you. Depending on what the project mm. is and that's just becoming even more frustrating especially if you studied for this you know no which... yeah it, it's a, a a real one about that was sophie turner who oh, yeah. um you guys know from game of phones she i believe um from what i was told uh i don't quote me on this i don't know if this is true i've not really done my uh, my research on it but she was actually approached by someone who said how many uh, how many instagram followers have you got um, oh, you, you only have this many, uh, and they they, they 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 weren't too impressed by the fact that she didn't have many Instagram followers. Um, so the industry itself is is ever changing, because when I first started Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all that sort of stuff, it wasn't necessary at all. You yeah. you didn't need that sort of stuff. You didn't really need to market yourself. On social media, so that's that's a big thing that I also trying to do is trying to figure out a um, figure out a way of being able to do that. Uh, like some some people, some people, um, they they become like Instagram influencers, and I've got a couple of active friends who are like 
influencers who and that's how they sort of they they gain more followers and it it helps with helps with their career but i i'm i'm becoming more sort of social media literate should we say mm. but um got a long way to go <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely tough. Um, oh, I had a question and I lost it. I, this happens to me all the time now, Tyler. I'm getting too old for this job. <laughs> um, do you have like, so you just said you have some friends, but like, uh, again, having a full-time day job, uh, maybe coming from a background where uh, you, you weren't like, your whole family wasn't in the arts or anything like that. Like how hard has it been for you to make connections to help? Cause you know, a, a big thing in this industry is networking and it is knowing people and it is, you know, um, uh, having other people vouch for you and whatnot. Um, what is, what is something that you've done or, or how has it worked out for you for you to be able to build those relationships? And, um, well, I am going to plug right now. There is a, um, there's an actual networking event based in Nottingham. So I travel mm. all the way from uh, Doncaster down to Nottingham in the Midlands called Nexus, which is a, um, a film and TV networking event um, run by a friend of mine called Evelyn, who uh, basically through there, they've had, they've had guests on. They had, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, it's, that's, oh, that's going to annoy me now. It's just, <laughs> I've just he's American as well. Um, he was, he played the, uh, the, the the lead character in Gremlins. Oh, um, uh, shoot! I can't remember his name. Look at he looks the same. Though. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah, he actually does. Yeah, he, he came all the way from America, and he was um, a guest um, at the network event. It gives you a chance as well that that sort of pitch yourself to uh, filmmakers, Billy producers. That's it. Ah, she did not Google that. that. I definitely googled that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like people like him, or like they have like different themes. So they'll do like one based around um, costume design. They've had uh, one that was recently about that. One based around um, short filmmaking or uh, low budget filmmaking features, uh, acting. She's she's going. She's doing really well with it. And it's it's stuff like that that it does really help with networking. Um, and find such so a lot of the stuff that I find networking wise, I'd say I'd I'd find a lot of it through Facebook as well. Just sort of reaching out to people that oh I'm I'm interested in this. I would love to sort of connect. I'd love to collaborate. Um, but it's it's sort of finding those those networks, those those connections that that stick if that makes sense. Because um, a lot of people might say, oh, well, oh, yeah, I want to I collaborate, but then when will we? Like, uh, so it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I don't know what it's like in the States um, for networking. Is there, is there sort of like events that you go to or anything like that? Uh, there's, I mean, there's a few. I feel like, Steph, there's ha- there has to be some for stage at least, right? Um. If there are, I don't know of any, but like I also being on but the behind the scenes job for me, it's about who I know in those roles that will help me mm. get places, you know, but I mean, I think 
anytime there's an opening night party, you're talking to people who, um, are connected to something else, you know, like that's what, that's what opening nights are. I think in, in any business uh, or any production is, you know, uh, uh, producers and directors and, and, you know, uh, actors are all coming to see it. So then you're afterwards, you're talking with people, you're meeting new people, you know, whatever. I really feel like that's a big, big part, um, of, of the business. Uh, but like, I I'm sure, I mean, I know that there's, you know, for again, more behind the scenes stuff, but USITT, which is all about the, all of the technical, like, uh, elements it's, you know, it's a conference because it's showcasing new lighting and sound equipment and things like that. But it's also a chance for people to, to network and meet. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it, I don't know if there's any full conferences, but it, it, Mm. it's what talk shows are for, right. It's what, you know, that kind of stuff is. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting in the state, at least where I've lived in the states. It's very regional. So our version of networking is going on two hundred so auditions at the same casting agency for a couple of years to the point where you know the the main casting director, you know all of the associates, and then mm-hmm. two years later you get a call from one of them saying, "Hey, I want you to come in audition for this," and you end up getting that part. So there's just it's between that and then you just you meet people in the audition rooms and uh, i don't know how it is in the uk but uh (laughs) i mean most of us in the audition rooms are really uh we like to keep it light when i have fun we we meet new people then there's some who are just super quiet and keep to themselves and they usually don't network Mm -hmm. that well uh so i think for here it's just you know we got the good old american way of uh just (laughs) being bombastic and uh (laughs) very very open to just talking to strangers it's the weirdest thing but outside of atlanta and los angeles to new york i haven't seen a single conference Mm. in this sort of area because we live on you know the Mm. western side in colorado so yeah uh, outside of that i I haven't seen anything but i feel like there should be something or you know a a digital conference you know a a zoom meeting that's not 300 people plus you know do do something (laughs) split off into groups but yeah I will say, what is that new thing? Um, that new app that oh, Jesse Heyman was telling us good about. Good Lord. Yeah. Cause I, I haven't used it in weeks, but uh, Clubhouse. Have you heard of Clubhouse? Clubhouse. I, I have, have heard that? of Clubhouse. Um, okay. Yeah. We, yeah. We use it. I, I've not had the chance to use it. I, I, I don't actually know how to use it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That's something that actually I will be looking into after, after this, actually. You should. Like, yeah. Hmm, it, can I download it? <laughs> Yeah, you can, uh, you know, just putting it through your phone and, and just hopping into any sort of group, you know, you, you don't have to participate right away. You can just listen to what they're talking about. But they have, you know, casting directors and theater, film, television professionals just talking about how to work not only in the industry, but how to make it during COVID. So uh, that was my obsession for about a month or so. And then I decided I needed to start listening to music because I was just hearing people talk when no one was around. <laughs> Uh, yeah. which is not healthy <laughs> at all, but, uh, no, yes, man, you need to get that checked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they said, I'm fine. They said it, the people in my head said, I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, I'd say if you can check that out, that might be one of the best ways, at least for right now, until things kick up and who knows the audition that you have, you know, on, on Thursday could unleash a whole bunch of new networking opportunities. So, mm. 
uh, I don't know if you're anything like me and it sounds like you are where you're just, you you keep the hope um, just, just kind of strangled between your palms. <laughs> you're, you're trying to, to make things happen. Just, uh, I don't know, whatever opportunity you have, like take full advantage of it. And it seems like you are. I mean, that's another reason why um, I started writing yeah. because it's sort of TV science source, sort of be able to create my own stuff. If, the, if there's no opportunities, you've got to create them. Yeah. I feel so that's why I've sort of decided to write as well. It's now obviously going down the road. Uh, I need to learn a lot. Like I, I actually ironically went out and bought like a, um, a book just on producing because I feel that even though I write, I need to sort of have a little understanding of the producing side as well. Because if I ever want to actually get, if I want to get any of these films made, I've got to sort of like, I, I will obviously hire a producer but I want to understand their, their thought process and I want to understand sort of like, like how to do it because then that way I'm sort of, I'm so, sort of, I don't know that way. I'm sort of like, I mean, I'm in the loop a little bit more and I'm a bit like, okay, well now I know what you're doing. I know, I, 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 know, what, you, I know what you mean when you say this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. The vernacular yeah. is insane when you go on a set for the first time. Wait, what, <laughs> what are C47s? What? <laughs> what, is <it>? what? Yeah. <laughs> And if you, uh, I'm not sure if you could find, I mean, you could probably find it for pretty cheap, but reading in high school, I read Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez's book, Rebel Without a Crew. And oh, it is yeah. full of information as far as, even if you don't have a producer with you, he just goes through each and every role and something that you can easily do yourself if you had to do, you know, something for super cheap. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad you're reading a bunch of books on it, man, because God, you know how it is when you go, <laughs> you go onto a set for the first time and you have no idea who's who or why they're called the best boy and what's a grip. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's just <laughs> oh yeah, that grip, grip that grips. Like think like when when I first came across like the, the term grip, I was like, hmm? that's uh, that's something that I use in my jujitsu. So <laughs> like, grip, <laughs> what is what is this? What is this thing? Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's, I feel I feel just as a as a creative person, you need to keep sharp and different in all aspects. So just learn, even just learning like a little bit about producing and learning a little bit about like the camera or whatever it might be, it's just it's sort of it's adding more. It's not even adding more strings to my bow. It's more just sort of just adding a little bit more information to my brain, like just to survive. Yeah. in this industry and to understand the industry itself yeah it's, nice. you need it it's you know survival <laughs> um you already told us the mcdonald's story but um i always like to ask <laughs> our guests like if they have a favorite story from a time they were on set or you know even getting to a job or something something that was kind of like these are the things we have to do to, to make the art. Um, do you have, can you think of anything that stands know, out to you? The, yeah. I'm trying to think off the top of my head now, actually. Um, I'd probably say it was coming back from um, a short film that I did. It was a short horror um, where I, where someone literally poured blood all over me and uh, I actually had to shoot off quite soon after that to get my last train because uh, this was um, well, well down down in the south of England. So getting back to Doncaster, because uh, I actually had work like 
um, not the next day, but the day afterwards. It, so it was getting back in time to actually be able to actually get sleep, get then obviously be ready for work. And I, came, and I had to go back on the uh, on the train, basically with quite a lot of fake blood still on me. <laughs> um, and I remember there was a, a a tiny child, literally just sat like with I think they were with their um, their mum from what I can remember just a couple of years ago, just staring at me, just like. And just like just staring at me, and then the mum saw me, and she was like, "Yeah, let's just stay away from this person." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not dangerous. I'm just covered in blood. <laughs> it's my life." <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, I just felt gross. like, I, I, "That's I awesome." <laughs> yeah, it was, I was just like, "They're in the life of an actor." <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't think I can't you... believe like you're lucky that you didn't get to the next stop and like a couple of police officers right. get on the train to be like, sir, we need yeah, to speak with I, you. It, yeah, I, I, a couple of people were giving me looks. So I had to turn around and be like, yeah, don't worry, it's fake blood. It's not real. And they went, oh, okay. Before someone beat you up, mm. like, no, this, this amount of blood, I would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say, don't worry, it's not my blood. Yeah, right? I was very tempted. I'm not going to lie. I was very tempted to say that, but then these people were much bigger than me, so I was like, maybe not. Fair enough. (laughs) And, you know, obviously, I feel like um, all three of us, we're in a a pretty similar area in our career where we're not quite where we want to be. Uh, but we do have, you know, little pieces of little like kernels of knowledge we can pass on to other people who are probably just starting or trying to, to continue their journey. So do you have any advice or, uh, you know, pieces of wisdom you could instill onto other people who are probably listening to this podcast, whether they're starting their career or trying to figure out a way to, to you know, not quit? <laughs> well, on the not quitting part, simply don't. Like, don't rush into it either. Do don't assume that it's something that's going to happen overnight because it doesn't. It's it's like anything; it takes time. So something that I tell myself, even my younger self, I'd be like, don't assume that it's going to be an easy ride because it's not. But one piece of advice I give is, if you really love it, then you have to do it. You have to go for it. Don't don't sort of sit back and think, oh well. Uh, I don't know, am I good enough? Like, don't doubt yourself. Be don't, be, don't be cocky, but be confident enough to actually sort of go, yeah, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. Like, and yeah, just simply just keep keep pushing forward. Just like, no matter what sort of roadblocks sort of come in your way, what sort of obstacles you're getting put in front of you, smash through them uh whatever whatever it takes within reason you've got to really push yourself forward and just be like you've got to you've got to have a strong will and you've really got to will yourself to think well that's the end goal i'm moving towards it might be at a snail's pace in some people's eyes but i'm still moving I'd rather be moving than being stood still. So that's that's all I could that's all I could say on that. It's great. Yeah, that's that's high praise. It's high quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need we all need to remember that. 
and that's for damn sure. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like us to promote for you or, or, um, you know, share with our listeners? I, it's as silly as it sounds, literally just me. Um, I, I am based in the UK, but if, uh, if obviously the opportunity came to work in the States, um, I'd grab it with two hands and give it a good old try. Uh, when it comes to obviously getting visas and that sort of stuff, like, yeah, I'd have to get a visa and stuff, I think, because of Brexit and a number of other things. But, like, that's 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 a means to an end. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm always happy to work, uh, be whatever it might be. Um, yeah, so just if anyone wants to reach out, collaborate on writing, um, work with me from an actor's perspective, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> Great. So we, we have a couple I, friends in the UK that, you know, should yeah. probably tune into this episode. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Emma, Christian, Amy, uh, the whole Lena crew. Everybody. Hey. <laughs> um yeah great and we can uh you found us on instagram so we mm-hmm. have that um uh, and then you said that you use mandy right the acting yeah yeah okay, I use mandy, which is the casting site on in england great awesome well thank you listeners um it was so nice to have uh uh a new a new uk person we just keep collecting them it's just it's just delightful um uh so we appreciate you know, wherever you live in the world, uh, we appreciate you listening to us, uh, continue to, uh, share us with your friends and family and, and strangers and anybody, uh, who you think should listen. Um, you can continue to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PWRP podcast, uh, as well as, um, you know, uh, we are on all major podcast platforms. You can, um, subscribe to us on any of them ratings and reviews super help uh if you leave us a five-star review and a rating we will happily send you a thank you sticker um you just have to email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com uh with a mailing address uh tyler yes uh and if anything this episode is proof that our social media does work right and if you want to be uh you know a part of this or just like have a conversation I mean, he reached out to us through Instagram, which is the coolest thing. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening to this and you want to have a chat, like we're here. <laughs> um, if you don't have social media because you're an absolute weirdo uh, or just, <laughs> you know, very confident in the way you live your life, uh, please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on the show. We are uh, we're coming up on our 50th episode. Yeah, and we are. that's that's bonkers. This is number 49. So. We got a we, we got a couple of things in store for the next episode. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, actually, since this is the end of the, the episode, we actually have a, a fun little thing we do. Alexander, we have a an awkward goodbye. So I know you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, but at the end of the <laughs> end of the show, I do the Wayne's World countdown silently. And when I point, we have to share just an awkward goodbye you can say something you can yell something uh you could be very very quiet it's completely up to you but as awkward as possible are you ready okay yeah <laughs> all right